Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Football Frenzy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let the beat drop. What is up, everyone? It is your boy, the closer, Chris Ventra here, bringing you back the show, Fantasy Football Frenzy. The fantasy football spot for all your NFL fantasy-related news. We are back. Football is only a couple of months away. And we got, of course, a couple of guys here. Fantasy Taz. Jim Day is back with us. Jim Day, holla at you, boy. Hey, Chris. How you doing? It's good to be back. It's good to be back. I'm looking forward to another season. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Good to have you back. I'm excited. It's football season. Frenzy's back. We're here. We have a newcomer to the show. Um, guy's been here a long time at the Fantasy Sports Network, done a lot of good things for Roto Experts and the network. That is George Kurtz, my man. Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are we doing today on Scott Fishbowl Monday? We're doing great. We're doing great. How, how are you guys doing the Scott Fishbowl, by the way? We just started this Perhaps morning. just started? So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I have the 11th pick in the first round. I took uh, Devontae Adams. And at the wrap, I took Todd Gurley. That's clutch. I also, I also had I the like 11th. Uh, I took Le'Veon Bell uh, in the first round, and I am currently on the clock as we speak right now. And I'm probably – I shouldn't say probably. I am definitely taking a quarterback as soon as I get a chance to do so. No quarterbacks have been taken. I will have Pat Mahomes. Woo! I like it. In this type of format in Scott Fishbowl where, you know, quarterbacks and tight ends get – a little bit of a boost, right? Like tight ends get a half point per first down, an extra half point per reception, things like that. I'm sure tight ends are flying off the board early. Well, Kelsey went in the you know in the middle of the first round in a lot of the drafts so far. Mahomes has gone in the first draft in uh, first round in most drafts so far too. So, uh, George, if you get Mahomes at the uh, 202, I'm, I'm yeah, it's a steal. Quite envious. <laughs> <laughs> That's a steal right there, George. I'm taking him now. Like I said, it's got to uh, figure out how to work this thing again. Uh, <laughs> I've done it uh, my fantasy league draft in a while, so I have to make sure I get to uh, my draft. But I'm definitely taking Pat Mahomes. No quarterbacks have been taken. Kelsey went fifth overall in my division. Yeah, yeah. Kelsey, especially in these tight end heavy drafts, these, uh, you know, super flex drafts too, like tight end Kelsey, a lot of people project him to be better than most wide receivers, almost all wide receivers, to be honest. Uh, with the type of year that they're projecting for him with, you know, the questionable Tyreek Hill, uh, you know, probably not coming back for a while. So, you know, Kelsey, I'm with it. I'm with it. And Scott Fishbowl especially. Uh, So today on Fantasy Football Frenzy, we're going to talk team previews for July, August, heading into the season. It is preseason. We are going to go over every team, all the teams in the NFL each day, and we're going to dive into everything. The coaching changes, key additions, uh, fantasy relevance, you name it. We're going to discuss it. 
But we're going to start off with a little bit of the latest news and notes, and this is relevant to the Dallas Cowboys. Zeke Elliott is finally cleared from the, the suspension, possible suspension looming. We all figured it, it wouldn't happen anyway, but we finally know that that May altercation that he had with a security guard, uh, you know, he's in the clear for that. Jim? Yeah, no, absolutely great news. And, you know, we you just never know with the NFL when it comes to suspensions. We talked about this all last year. Roger Goodell, who's the dictator overall, he, everything he does is always different. There's no rhyme or reason to how they do it. So, you know, I'm glad that, uh, Elliot didn't get a suspension here from everything we've seen and heard. It really didn't warrant one. So I'm glad they're letting him out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, it's very important because Ezekiel Elliott, to me, in most fantasy drafts, especially if you're playing in PPR, which a lot of people do, I think that Z- Saquon Barkley and Zeke Elliott are the two, two of the most complete backs in the NFL. I think they should be the guys that pretty much go one and two if you want to throw Christian McCaffrey in there. Uh, whoever else, uh, I know, you know, 77 catches last year for Zeke was a lot. Uh, and there's probably going to be some regression there, maybe down to 55, 60 catches. See, no, I, I totally disagree with that. Okay. Let's um, hear it. Well, first of all, it, the, most of his catches didn't come to the second half of the season. And then he was averaging catches at a very good clip. I don't see that regressing at all. As a matter of fact, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he ups the number of receptions he has this year. Right now, I think I have him currently projected at 84 receptions on the year. So wow. I don't think that's going down at all. I think, in, as a matter of fact, I think it's going up. I can see that. I can see that. George, what do you think about that? You think his receptions are going up, going down? I just see regression because, you know, he never. This is the first time he had such a big workload in the passing game, uh, by a long shot, and I just see natural regression. I don't know. Maybe, maybe Jim's right. I hope he is. I mean, then it would solidify him as a, I think, a top two pick in fantasy drafts, PPR. George, I think for me, as far as the running backs, uh, fantasy drafts, if I have a first or second pick, I'm taking Ezekiel Elliott or Barkley. I don't care which one it is. We can argue all day long. I would have Zeke ranked first purely because. I do wonder about Barkley, what happens when Daniel Jones takes over, then 38,000 guys play the box to stop Barkley and force uh, Jones to throw the football. And we don't know when that's going to be. Mm-hmm. Four, six, eight, twelve, 12, next season, whatever it might be here. Uh, but I love Zeke because the Dallas offense is not going to change. Mm-hmm. They're going to run the ball, keep the you know time possession, 34, 36 minutes a game, keep the defense off the field. They're not going to let Dak throw the ball 30, 40 times a game, not if they don't have to. They don't trust him. I don't trust him. No matter how much money he gets in his new contract, they're not going to change their offensive philosophy. Jason Garrett knows he's coaching for his job, so he has to do what's going to win them football games here. I love them both, though. If someone wants to argue Barkley goes first, I wouldn't really wouldn't argue with you. I love Barkley. can do it all. Christian McCaffrey, to me, is a pure third uh, overall and then Kamara fourth. That's how I would go it. But I, I wouldn't really argue with anyone who wants Barkley one, Zeke two. I'm fine with either one of them. I'd be thrilled with either one of them. Yeah, absolutely. I See, I tend to agree with you. I think that it's clear cut. Those two are the one, two because they're so complete. The volume alone is going to be, you know, better than most of the running backs in the league, uh, almost certainly. Uh, so they'll get the passing game work. They'll get the running game work. They'll get it all. Uh, and I mean, personally, obviously, I'm a New York Giants fan, diehard New York Giants fan. I will probably take Barkley before I take Zeke in most cases, but I do think Zeke is going to have another great year. Uh, and if the receptions do regress, I don't think it'll be by too much. Like I said, maybe 60, 65, something like that. Uh, you know, the least 60. Uh, but otherwise, we got a minute before we get to our first break here on the first episode back of Fantasy Football Frenzy of 2019. 
Uh, when we get back, we're going to dive into the Dallas Cowboys. We're going to dive into the offense, the offensive line, the defense, starting with coaching changes and some key additions that they had this past year. All right. For Jim Day, George Kurtz, your boy, the closer, Fantasy Football Frenzy 2019. We'll be back, baby. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Listen to what Chris said about Andro 400. I've lost almost 40 pounds in 10 weeks. My son was getting married, and when I went for the suit fitting, I was a size 48. And when I went back to do the final fitting, I was a 44. I have more energy, that's for sure. I probably lost four inches around my belly. I'm 57, and I'm back when I was in my 30s. Here's what Dwayne said about Andro 400. This product really works. I'm an old guy, and I don't trust nobody. And I've tried all kinds of stuff. It's one of the few things I've ever bought that works. I couldn't believe it. I feel better. I have more energy. I walk 12 miles a day. I feel great. It changed my life. It really has. It's really incredible. Guys, if you'd like to lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. andro400.com. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, so we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS. WeatherTech.com, proudly made in America. Are you, or someone you love, one of the nearly one million Americans living with Parkinson's disease? There is no known cure, but you have the power to help change that by participating in a clinical trial. The Michael J. Fox Foundation will help get you started. Visit michaeljfox.org forward slash participant pack to download the new Parkinson's trial participant pack. It's free and available right now. That's michaeljfox.org forward slash participant pack. Visit today. Yeah. How how amazing this would be if there was actually musical instruments involved. <laughs> There he is. 
Doesn't miss a beat. Jim Day. We're back. Welcome back. Fantasy Football Frenzy 2019. A uh, few days after the 4th of July. I forgot to ask you guys, how was your 4th of July uh, weekend, by the way? Jim? Uh, it was great, dude. I had a bunch of people here. We had a great big party. Got to watch the fireworks off on my deck from the school across the street. It was awesome. Sounds good. Sounds good. George, you had a good 4th of July weekend there? Most of my 4th of July weekend was spent on this network from 9 to 3. So, uh, But, yes, had a good weekend. <laughs> Made some money with Cam Stewart. Had a good time with Joe Galena. So, no... No problems, no complaints here. Yeah, absolutely. I I agree. Fourth of July, even if you you know working on a network and uh, you know doing a show about fantasy sports, that's fun. You know, so you know it's work, but it's also it's also a good time on Fourth of July. So yeah, I had a good time. A lot of fireworks, a lot of stuff like that. But uh, I'm ready for football. That's it. That's the turn where we get it right into football and we go hard. And speaking of going hard, we have. A little bit of news. This segues right to the Dallas Cowboys. Josh Allen says Cole Beasley will be his safety valve, okay, which essentially is what he was, you know, what he is uh, as a player. Um, but now, you know, the Cowboys, on the other hand, they replaced him with Randall Cobb, who's obviously a little older, a little bit more beat up. Uh, I don't know. My question to you guys is, starting with you, George, is um, Randall Cobb an upgrade over Cole Beasley for how the Cowboys run their system? Well, for how they run their system, we'll see how fast Cobb can catch on. We've heard nothing but good reports out of the, the minicamps that Cobb has looked great, played great, has chemistry with Dak Prescott. But what are they going to say? You know, that's all code <laughs> speak. You never know. What are you, oh, he's terrible. He sucks. What do we do here? They're never going to say that. So you never really know until the uh, you see some live game action here. That being said, Beasley was nothing special. He seems to think he is. Uh, but he's nothing special he was a nice fast guy who really did not much after the catch so not much rack there maybe you want to argue the cowboys didn't use him properly hey i'm not gonna not gonna argue you there the cowboys don't use anybody properly but other than that he was as a cowboy fan and observer he was not someone we were dying to get in fantasy leagues he was not someone i cared about he was playing on sundays as a fan He, he like i said he was a nice guy first down guy every now and then but Cobb, i have to think is an upgrade the question is at this point in his career how big of an upgrade. Right, right. And, you know, will he stay healthy? Uh, because, you know, his career has been riddled with injuries. Uh, his heyday was with the Green Bay Packers a few years back uh, when he played full seasons. He, he did rack it up. He did a great job with the Packers. But lately, you know, last year was, he wasn't able to play much at all because he got injured, and, and he just hasn't been the same. He's also older now. Um, but I tend to agree. Cole Beasley was a flyer, if anything, a late-round guy or... You know, in deeper leagues, uh, he'd be your flex or something like that or on the bench. He, you know, he's good. He's got good hands. He's small. He's hard to see. He, he's hard to keep up with underneath. Uh, but he doesn't do much after that. Uh, Cobb could do more. But Cobb worries me because of the age and all that. So I think the team was fine even if Beasley was on the team as a team. I think they would have been fine because they have Cooper now. Uh, but, you know, to them, this might be a little bit of an upgrade. They do have some depth at wide receiver. I mean, you know, they got Alan Hearns, they got Michael Gallup. They have a lot of guys. So I don't think it's going to be a big issue if he does go down to injury. Um, Jim, heading into the season, the Cowboys didn't really do much in, in terms of coaching changes and stuff besides the offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore, uh, who is making his debut as a coach for the Dallas Cowboys offense. He was a career backup. What do you think... Uh, this is going to do for their offense heading into 2019. 
Well, he, he, he was actually only a three-year backup. Let, let's face facts. The, the <laughs> guy is only 17. Um, you know, so he's a very young coach. Yeah. But the one thing that we're hearing is, you know, first of all, that the man is very intelligent, knows football in and out, has a very good offensive mind. And the one thing that he wants to do is make this offense versatile. He wants to, you know, give it a little bit of that, uh, Los Angeles Rams look where he's moving guys around. He's getting the wide receivers involved in the running game, the running backs involved in the passing game. You know, he basically wants to put guys on the field that are going to create mismatches. And Cobb, you know, if he can stay healthy, still has that ability. So does Tavon Austin. Um, you know, these are not guys that I'm going to covet in fantasy drafts, mm-hmm. but they could have, you know, a nice upward effect on this offense if they can stay healthy and play their parts. It is what it is. I'm not a Cole Beasley fan. Uh, I mean, you're talking about a guy last year. He caught six, 65 passes, mm-hmm. you know, six, 672 yards. Not bad, but, you know, he doesn't change the game in any way, shape, or form. So I, I, don't, I don't mind that he left. I don't think he's going to do anything in Buffalo because Josh Allen, he's not the greatest throw on the planet, but he can throw good deep. It's the short passes he can't seem to do. So I think Cole Beasley's in for a very long season in Buffalo. Yeah. Uh, but I do want to see what Kellen Moore can bring to this table. I'm, I'm kind of excited that if he does bring the versatility to this offense with the weapons they have there, uh, it, it'll be interesting to see how this offense operates. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, if you think about it, right? So this is going to put a lot of pressure, I think, on Dak now. Uh, they've added all the things they needed to add for him for this offense to run smoothly and be a very good offense. They got their number one wide receiver, Mari Cooper, they added last year um, in the middle of the season. They, they uh, you know, the offensive line should be back healthy. Uh, it's very good when it's healthy. And, you know, they bring Wynn back as like a veteran tight end who's probably just going to, you know, catch a five to eight yard pass here and there. I don't think he'll do much else. He, he's re- you know... You can't really move. Uh, and then, you know, you have the addition of Randall Cobb. You have uh, Michael Gallup, who, you know, still young player last year, was a rookie, and, you know, he showed some good flashes throughout the season. Uh, he could develop into some nights. I think all the pressure really here is, and you got obviously Zeke, who's the engine of the team, the whole off, you know, he's the guy this offense runs through. Dak needs to play a bigger role. I can't be afraid to throw balls deep and take risks. And that's his biggest problem, I think, is that he doesn't take risks. That's why his numbers look nice. The interceptions are usually low. But he, he in an offense in today's day where you want to win a Super Bowl, you need to have a very good offense. And to have a very good offense, you got to throw the ball. And you got to throw the ball and be, and be able to take risks and do play-action bombs once in a while and stuff like that. Um, so, George, do you think Dak Prescott, who had a, you know, a nice season last year, don't get me wrong, uh, do you think he has enough to take that next step and be like, first of all, a top 10 fantasy quarterback slash make this offense run in a way that they could be a really scary playoff team? Well, you pretty much just hit on my little rants going on about Dak for the past year or two. Uh, some of it may not be his fault. I mentioned earlier, Dallas has not been very creative. That's half the reason Kellen Moore was brought right. in, although who knows what he can do. Nobody really knows. He's a backup quarterback who, hey, you can't play quarterback anymore. How about offensive coordinator? You want to stay? It's, it's weird the way they this went about here. But Dallas has not been very creative. And one thing I've brought up many times is, is it because Dak is not good at throwing the deep ball or because they don't want him to throw the deep ball or a combination of both? Because Jason Garrett doesn't want to take chances. 
You know, I think you're right in today's NFL. You need to be able to throw the ball deep. You watch the game tape from last season, you'll see guys running free in the secondary, uh, specifically Michael Gallup on several occasions. There's no one around him, and Dak misses him by 5'10". You know, it's not even close. Mm-hmm. And it got frustrating after a while. Uh, now, he did get better with Amari Cooper coming along. Maybe he uh, got more confidence, whatever it might be. Now he has a full off season to work with both of these guys, Gallup and Cooper. Theoretically, this offense should smoke. I mean, it really should. The offensive line, Travis Frederick, back from the uh, the Gill syndrome, he's fine. That offensive line should be great. Witten, I probably wouldn't have brought him back. I think you said it. He's old. He's slow. I think that actually hurts. But he's also the best run-blocking tight end they have by a long ways. So that should help that in both the passing game and the run game. Uh, the defense, they're loaded here. The only thing they don't have is really secondary help here, uh, safety and, uh, specifically. But other than that, this team is loaded. It's loaded to go. How far Jason Garrett can take them? That's up to Garrett, and it's probably up to Dak as well. That's why, the, you know, the Cowboys, if they play the waiting game here with Dak and decide not to sign for that the next year, mm-hmm. and he has a big season and they go far, yeah, his price is only going to get higher and higher and higher. Absolutely. Yep. When we come back, we'll go over the rest of the team, tell you who's fantasy relevant, tell you who's not. Uh, you know, key key losses, key additions, team defense. We'll get We'll get it all to you. Coming back after this. Fantasy Sports Network is hitting you from all angles with the best fantasy sports and betting analysis. You can catch the latest programming on so many platforms, there's no way you'll miss out on any of the award-winning programming we pump out every single day. You can listen through the FNTSY radio app, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher. Download our podcast through iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Audioboom, and you can watch select programming on the FNTSY YouTube channel. The Fantasy Sports Network, your only source for fantasy sports and wagering anytime and anywhere. Put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid. Open your new account and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Listen to what Chris said about Andro 400. I've lost almost 40 pounds in 10 weeks. My son was getting married, and when I went for the suit fitting, I was a size 48. And when I went back to do the final fitting, I was a 44. I have more energy, that's for sure. I probably lost four inches around my belly. I'm 57, and I'm back when I was in my 30s. Here's what Dwayne said about Andro 400. This product really works. I'm an old guy, and I don't trust nobody. I've tried all kinds of stuff. It's one of the few things I've ever bought that works. I couldn't believe it. I feel better. I have more energy. I walk 12 miles a day. I feel great. It changed my life. It really has. It's really incredible. Guys, if you'd like to lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great, try Andro 400, the safe days, 9 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs.
All right, folks, you know what it is? It's time to get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this show can get a risk-free bet up to $500. Here's how it works. Create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, make a deposit, place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it up to $500. That's right, up to $500. Just go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. Act quickly. This offer won't last forever. You got to be 21 or over to play, and you have to be in New Jersey. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. And if you have a gambling problem or think you do, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Nice. DraftKings, FanDuel, DFS, you guys dabble? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If you listen to me on weekends, you know I do a little bit more than dabble. Uh, Going hard? Yeah, I uh, I enjoy. I don't listen. I'm not betting the amounts that uh, Gabe Morenci does or Cam Stewart does, but I am betting the uh, number of bets, uh, especially on uh, baseball. To me, is a little easier. Hockey, I think, is the easiest of all because I don't think a lot of people know hockey, so yeah. it's a little bit easier for me. Uh, football could be a little tough. I think football becomes down to more uh, sometimes educated guesses. You know, it's just like I always get the, I get screwed on those late touchdowns a lot. It seems a lot. I had I had a very good uh, through your show with Cam, um, Super Bowl, and although the game sucked, I, I think I hit. 19 of my 24 prop bets. And I couldn't believe it. it was, a lot of it was luck. There was no scale. I was ah, yeah, I'll take this. What the hell? I mean, I got interceptions from both teams. It was great. Probably the best Sunday I've ever had was doing going prop bet crazy on Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> that's awesome. 19 of 20. I mean. 24, 19, a little, of 20, 19 of 24. 24. Okay. Still. Still. Great odds. Still, uh, you know, there's a lot, some skill in there. You know what I mean? There's skill in there at 19 to 24. Um, DFS. It was luck. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, listen, this is what makes gambling, DFS, all this stuff fun and exciting is because there is risk, but there's great reward, uh, and it's fun playing. Like, especially fantasy football, DFS, I love it. Uh, you know, it's hard to hit, especially the tournaments, but, you know, overall, it's just fun to play. Uh, Dallas Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? Shout out to uh, fantasy exec right there. Um, the Cowboys are, are stacked. George said it. Uh, all around, they're pretty good. The additions that they had, like Cobb replacing Beasley, pretty much a wash at worst-case scenario unless he gets injured week one. Um, you know, everything else, they got some depth at positions they needed, right? The uh, defensive tackle position on their defense is one of the, the weaker positions. Um, they got Tristan Hill in the draft uh, and Christian Covington in free agency. So they added depth to their to that position, but Malik Collins uh, is the main guy there. He he's the best D tackle on the team. Antoine Woods is probably going to play, you know, uh, with him a little bit. But they're going to work those guys in. They try to add depth there. The ends are good. They added Robert Quinn, very key addition. Want to talk about key additions, key losses? I don't see a lot of key losses. I I do see some key additions, Jim. Yeah, no, there weren't really a lot of key key losses at all. I mean, you're, you're talking about you know what. Terrence Williams, Cole Beasley, right. uh, you know, I, I, on the, the fantasy side of it, really nothing that even comes close to being wor- worrisome or bothersome at all. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, nothing I would worry about. Uh, they did lose uh, Randy Gregory, who's, you know, indefinitely suspended. Um, also, Demarcus, uh, not Demarcus Lawrence. Well, that would be a killer. No, uh, yeah. David, yeah, David <laughs> Irving is another one. Um, yeah, Demarcus Lawrence. Uh, I think we'd send George into a tizzy right there. Um, so, yeah, they really did not have a lot of big losses. 
And, you know, you said something before about Dak becoming a, a top 10 QB, but you got to realize Dak was top 11 last year. Um, he was a QB one last year and people don't realize it. They don't think of him as a rushing touchdown. I, I mean, a rushing quarterback, but he's had six rushing touchdowns every year. in every season. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so that definitely brings something to the table. You're looking at, you know, 300 yards and five to six touchdowns from him rushing. Uh, you know, that's a nice touch at that point. He, he got his interceptions way down last year. I think he only threw eight. So, you know, I, look, I, I know he's not the big home run hitter, but I do think they do a better job at, of that this year uh, with Cooper having a full season off season to work with them and Michael Gallup taking a big step forward. If you look, you know, Michael Gallup did a great job in the postseason for them last year. Um, he caught the touchdown against Seattle right. and then he had his best game against the, the Rams when he caught six passes for 119 yards. So, you know, it's a nice sign that in the playoffs, he stepped up. It should hopefully give us something to look forward to in 2019. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for this, for this team, and yeah, Dak was QB 11, like you said, right? Now, that's an aggregate fantasy points, correct? Yes. Like that's total. Yeah, see, that's the key there is that he plays 16 games every single season. He hasn't gotten injured yet. Uh, that's something to be said at the quarterback position. Some might say it's a little easier not, you know, to stay on the field. To stay on the field is a little easier. A lot of guys, uh, you know, pretty much play 16 games every single season. Matt Ryan, Stafford has been an Iron Man. Um, I mean, there's a lot of guys, but Dak has been doing that and producing with his legs, which is very important in fantasy. Uh, he'll rush for anywhere at 300, 350 yards. Last year, I think he ran for around th uh, 350. Maybe 300, something like that. But 305 last year. 305. I think it was. Okay. So he gives you a little bit of that. He's safe. But even though he was top 11, there was other quarterbacks like Lamar Jackson, J Josh Allen, guys who ran a lot more. And probably when they came into the game, you know, when they first started starting as, as a starting quarterback, they were producing at a pretty high level right away because of the running. Uh, and, you know, this year is going to be tough because you got those guys playing a full season. He might not get knocked out of the top 12 if he doesn't step it up to a level where he's throwing for, you know, for a little bit more yardage as opposed to 3,300, 3,400 yards, maybe throw for 37, 38, plus well, the three. he threw for almost 3,900 last year. Last year he threw for 3,885, right. If he could keep it key, consistent like that, the years prior, 3,300, 3,600, uh, almost 3,700 years before, if he could keep it consistent like that, also throw for more touchdowns, you know, Make the big plays when he can. Not be afraid to throw downfield. I think the Cowboys could be a great team. I think a lot of it just rides on him. But Zeke, you know, he always has Zeke to fall back on, obviously. Great player. You know, there's nothing you could say about that. He's always so going to help. One point I want to make here, though, with, Z with Dak is that while he finished 11th last year, that's not how he's being drafted this year. Right. In current ADP, he's coming off the board is, you know, between the 19th and 20th quarterback drafted. Uh, because everybody's jumping on the Josh Allens and the Lamar Jacksons, you know, Alan guys Murray. like that. Um, you know what? I, I would take Dak over both Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. I'm sorry, but, you know, running quarterbacks, they have a tendency to get hurt a lot more. Um, they also, you know, when you have two guys like that who aren't good passers, you know, the, the game is limited. We saw what a good defense did to Lamar Jackson in the playoffs when the Chargers just shut him down. They hmm. took away his running game, and he couldn't do anything. And I just think more defenses are going to play that type of defense against him again and keep doing it because if he can't throw at a decent 
competitive rate, then why are you going to really put any emphasis on the wide receivers? Let the wide receivers run. Go man-to-man with the wide receivers and crowd that box and just keep a you know an eye on Jackson at all times. Same thing with Allen. I, you know, until these guys can learn to pass in an NFL level, I just don't think either one of them are really good uh, fantasy options long term. Right. So you're saying they might be due for some regression also because, you know, these teams get, you know, savvy to what they're doing. If they can't make the throws downfield and they can't be inaccurate, you know, defense is going to be all over that. Uh, this is the NFL, folks. You know what I'm saying? Uh, George, key additions, key losses. Are there any guys here that you think are obviously, we know the fancy relevant guys, you know, Amari Cooper, Dak Prescott, you know, the, the certain ones, Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, are there any players here that are on the verge of fantasy relevant that you would possibly avoid coming into 2019? On the verge of fantasy relevance on the Cowboys that I would possibly avoid. Like Jason Winton, for example. You're avoiding. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, Completely. I, I think everybody's avoiding him. I, uh, I would assume you are. I'm a Cowboy fan. And I have no interest in drafting Jason Winton. Not well, unless I'm starting uh, two tight ends. A Scott Fishbowl, for example, you might have to j- draft Jason Winton. As a as a backup, as a third, second or third backup tight end. Well, we have we have we have twenty two roster spots times twelve. You do the math. Yeah, he'll be drafted because we're drafting so many players. Right. right? That's what two hundred sixty four players are going to be drafted. So he'll be drafted. Everybody will be drafted. If you're not drafting got- Scott Fishbowl, you're probably not a very good football player. <laughs> he, he's got to be better. He's got to be better on the field this year than he was in the booth last. Oh year. yeah. He's got to be. I think he will be. <laughs> I think he will be. <laughs> and, you know, hey, let's face facts. You know, 2017, he was still the number nine tight end. 63 catches, over 500 yards, five touchdowns. I could see him having comparable numbers to that. It, it's not like he was ever a burner. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that wasn't his game. He's a great blocking tight end. But because of that, that gets him on the field more often. And being on the field gives him those chances to do those play action and then him, let him slip down the seam, which is what he's always done, yeah. uh, especially to the Giants. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I, yes, look, I, I'm not saying I, I'm going to go out of my way to draft Witten, but I think people are just totally off the board with him at all at this point. Uh, he's not going until the 22nd round in any drafts that even go that far. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, in the Scott Fishbowl, he'll definitely be drafted because tight ends get that premium. But I think people are just way too low on him. I could see him actually having a top 12 to top 14 season at tight end. Yeah, because yeah, you know what it is with tight end? Tight end's a very sketchy, fickle position. Uh, a guy could come out of nowhere and just become a top five tight end, somebody who's been bad for years, a.k.a. Bigfoot, Jared Cook. Um you know, and just take over the game. Uh, we'll get back into it, though. I'm on the fence about Jason Witten. We'll talk about other guys that you should avoid in fantasy on the Dallas Cowboys and their defense. But their de- Is their defense a top three, top five defense in fantasy circles? You'll hear it from these guys next. Fantasy Football Frenzy. Listen to what Chris said about Andro 400. I've lost almost 40 pounds in 10 weeks. My son was getting married, and when I went for the suit fitting, I was a size 48. And when I went back to do the final fitting, I was a 44. I have more energy, that's for sure. I probably lost four inches around my belly. I'm 57, and I'm back when I was in my 30s. Here's what Dwayne said about Andro 400. This product really works. 
I'm an old guy and I don't trust nobody. And I've tried all kinds of stuff. It's one of the few things I've ever bought that works. I couldn't believe it. I feel better. I have more energy. I walk 12 miles a day. I feel great. It changed my life. It really has. It's really incredible. Guys, if you'd like to lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435, 888-400-0435, andro400.com. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, so we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS, WeatherTech.com, proudly made in America. Money Now 100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to MoneyNow100.com and get the money you need. Need to pay off credit card debt? Go to MoneyNow100.com. Need your car repaired? Need home improvement money? Visit MoneyNow100.com. If you need fast cash for any reason, go to MoneyNow100.com. Good, bad, or no credit at all? Go to MoneyNow100.com. You could get up to $5,000 as soon as the next business day. Go to MoneyNow100.com on your phone, tablet, or computer. Type in the address bar MoneyNow100.com. That's MoneyNow100.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is up? It is your boy, The Closer. This is a Jim Day one. Are you rocking out right now, Jim Day? Always, Let always find bopping out. my head. Always bopping my head. Let me find out, Jim. <laughs> so, Dallas Cowboys, getting into it. We know who the players are. We know Zeke will be one, two, three, you know, first, second, or third pick. Uh, Amari Cooper... Let's get into Amari. Let's actually get into Amari Cooper, okay? Because last year, Amari Cooper, you know, a lot of people were down on him. They, did, you know, people didn't think he would be the real deal and continue his progression in the NFL. Still a young player. Um, then he gets traded to the Cowboys and kind of has a resurgence uh, within his season. Uh, I think he kind of tailed off at the end there too a little bit, but overall for the Cowboys did very well at wide receiver. Not so much for Oakland, but. Coming into this year, he's the clear-cut number one. Obviously, you know, they paid, the Cowboys paid a lot to get him in terms of, you know, what they traded, uh, you know, the draft picks and everything. So, I think he's going to have a lot of targets, a lot of volume. 
Uh, and I think the guys you really want here are Zeke and Amari Cooper. And I think Amari Cooper will be a, a borderline back-end wide receiver one when it's all said and done. Would you agree with that, George? I think you're right on target there. I do. I don't know if I trust uh, Garrett and the uh, Moore to open up the offense. I think they're going to be very similar to past years. Run the ball. Time of possession. Uh, you know, not throw the ball down, up and down the field all over the place unless they have to. I think that'll be a rarity. Uh, the schedule's not all that tough where they're going to face a lot of top offenses where they'll have to do something like that. So I think by, you know, between that 10 and 14 range is about right for Amari Cooper. I don't see a, you know, a huge 1,600-yard season. And touchdowns can always go one way or the other, but I'm not seeing 14 uh, touchdowns, 1,600 yards. I don't see that, not, with the way, not the way that Jason Garrett wants to play. That being said, I'll say it again, Garrett is coaching for his job. And by that, I mean, not only do the Cowboys have to win, go to the playoffs, but they probably need to win at least two playoff games or one if they actually get a, a bye in the first round. Mm-hmm. And he knows this. He knows this. So uh, uh, He's got pictures he, of Jerry Jones doing something. I agree. <laughs> Don't get started, Jim. I'm right there with you. I don't know what he's on, uh, that, he's, that Jerry Jones keep, uh, keeps on keeping him. Listen, we all know why. Because if you look really close behind Garrett in the press conferences, you can see Jay, Jerry with the strings. You know, you the really puppet master. Him. Yeah, he's a, that's why he likes it because, you know, Jason doesn't go boo back. <laughs> exactly. He does what he says. Uh, and you keep the job in I, Dallas. What I you still think, think you're undervaluing Kellen Moore. I, you know, everything I read about this guy is, is saying that, that he, he wants to be an innovator. I, I understand what you're saying, and I understand the concern. If, it, if I was a Cowboys fan, I, I, I'd probably be there with you, especially after all the years of doing the exact same thing they've been doing which is basically sucking. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I get that, but I, I think I think this offense is going to look a little different this year. I'm not saying they're going to blast the ball down the field all the time. Absolutely not. But I, I think they're going to do a lot of a lot more of intricate, you know, short uh, shovel passes and, and slants, things like that, trying to create those quick mits, mismatches and letting those fast guys make some things happen. And because of that, that'll open up the deeper passes to Amari Cooper. Look, once Cooper came over to Dallas uh, from week nine through 17, he was the number eight wide receiver in the league. Nice. So, I, I mean, it's there. It's there for him. He finally has a quarterback that's not afraid to throw the ball up and let him go get it, something he didn't get from Carr in Oakland. Um, you know, Dak definitely had no problem throwing it up and letting it, Cooper go get it, fighting for that ball. That's what he does best. That's the best part of his game is the way he attacks the ball in the air. Um, so I, I think that's absolutely what we're going to see what? from them this year. I think they're going to do pepper a lot of short passes, both to Zeke and to the other wide receivers, and then they're going to take their shots to Cooper and try and get wait. something down the field. Jim, Jim, wait. Didn't we just say before Dak is afraid to throw downfield? And afraid? He'll throw a jump ball once in a while. No, no, I don't think he's afraid to throw downfield at all. I think, I think he's think afraid of coverage. He, no, I just don't think he ever had a receiver he felt comfortable can go out there and win those. Okay. That he could throw downfield. Now he does. And, you know, I, I, look, I'm not saying he's going to go out and throw for 4,500 yards and, you know, throw for 35 touchdowns. But I wouldn't be surprised if he's flirting with the 25, 26 touchdown range this year. And if he even gets, you know, 120 more yards, he's looking at 4,000. Mm-hmm. When you add in the 300 rushing yards, the five or six rushing TDs, now you're looking at a guy that's absolutely inside that top 12. And the fact that you can get him 
so late in drafts because everybody's buying into all these young kids. I, I, I think it's a no-brainer. He, he just definitely represents value, especially if you want to wait on quarterbacks like most people tend to do right now. Yeah, yeah. So you're all over it. Uh, I, I'm in the middle uh, on the fence about that. I just think that, you know, I don't know if all these changes are enough that's going to push Dak to this next level where he's, you know, a perennial, uh, you know, top eight quarterback or something like that in fantasy. I'm just not sold. But if there's, any, if there's a time to do it, it's now. And by the way, just to throw it out there, I, I like Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr's a good quarterback. I just think he gets a bad rap. Uh, you know, he's actually had a pretty decent career. If you look at his numbers, he's pretty accurate. It's just that, you know. He's a short ball thrower. He's not a guy He, goes he doesn't have a good, great arm, yeah. He just doesn't he's, have a great arm. He doesn't arm. go down the field, whether it's yeah. because he's not a fruit. You know, he doesn't trust himself to do it or whatever the reason. He just doesn't do it. And I do want to throw this in. Again, you know, we, I talked about what Cooper did when he joined Dallas from week nine on. But when he joined Dallas from week nine on, at that point, Doc, Dak Prescott was the number four QB in the league. Really? Yeah, number four. Right behind Matt Ryan and in front of Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Andrew Luck, Aaron Rodgers, and Baker Mayfield. So what happened that he dropped to 11? Why did he drop oh, to no, 11? It, 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 he dropped oh. to 11 because of the first half of the season before they had Cooper. Oh, okay, okay. The second half is what elevated him to I 11. Thought you said, I thought you said he was four going before Cooper came. No, no, no. He right. was, after Cooper came from week nine on, he was the number four fantasy, wide, uh, fantasy quarterback. Mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting. Uh, it's interesting to see right now. We'll see what happens with Dak Prescott. But some other guys, obviously, on this team. Now with Kellen Moore, like you said, to play off that a little, what can this team do to make you know other guys maybe fantasy relevant? Kellen Moore, could he do something with Tavon Austin? Could Tavon Austin be uh, fantasy relevant this year? He's that gadget-type guy that you could use you know, when you're doing all these different things with an offense uh, and you're trying to do a new-style offense. You know, Austin's a t- fits that mold. Uh, then you got guys so like Coop. So does Cobb. So does so Cobb. Does Alan Hearns. Hearns can play all over the field as a wide receiver as well. He's, right. He's not locked into any one position. If he's fully healthy, that is definitely another weapon they can take advantage of because they can move him around. Look, I'm not saying these pieces are going to be good for fantasy relevance. All I'm saying is these pieces, if used right, if you know what they're saying about Kellen Moore comes out to be true, and they use these pieces as interchangeable pieces to just you know take the the head off the defense. Yeah. Then I think this offense is going to be better than people expect. Yeah, yeah, I think the offense is definitely improved. George, what do you think? Do you think Tavon Austin and possibly Alan Hearns, Randall Cobb are these guys going to be relevant going into 2019 fantasy? Uh, and then you know the team defense is it going to be a top? Three top five defense, do you think, uh, this year in 2019? All right. There's uh, even with Scott Fishbowl, I don't know if I'm drafting Hearns or Austin. Hearns coming off that uh, gruesome broken ankle leg uh, in the playoff game last year. Uh, that was horrific. He is back. Looks like he'll be fine, but he'll be a reserve. Uh, you know, wide receiver four, wide receiver five. Tavon Austin, I think there will be plays designed for him. And if you're in a league where 
And it's funny, one of the leagues Jim set up for us a long time ago does count return yardage that I still play in. He could have some value there, punt return, a kick return for the Cowboys. Uh, he was, he was That was probably his best role last year. But he'll have some games where the Cowboys do design a, a play or plays for him. You saw him a giant game last year. Sorry to bring it up, Jim. Well, I think one of the first, second play of the game, he's running a streaker down the left uh, sideline. He's got a touchdown against the Giants. He will have those. Mm-hmm. But to start them, you know, how many how many targets are they going to get above Cooper, Gallup? Uh, again, uh, they're not going to be fantasy relevant. Let's clear that up right now. None of them. You know, they're, 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 you none of them. I, I mean, I don't think any of them are going to be. I think any Cobb kind of, can be. He can be, but he's got to stay healthy. And we haven't seen that. You know, he's been fighting that on and off for the last couple of years. If he does, he could be. Um, he, You know, if he's still got that talent, we we just don't know. But I, I, I just think that as pieces, I think they elevate the entire offense not just as fantasy. a whole, right. right? As a whole, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, listen, Cobb, you're getting for a flyer basically at this point, right? Yeah, right. Absolutely, it's a late round guy. You take a shot on. Let Let's face it. If If something happens to Cooper, then you're probably looking at Gallup and and Cobb, Cobb as your one yeah. two. Maybe Hearns if Hearns is fully back, but I I think Hearns is going to get off to a slow start. Um, I, look, I liked Hearns when he was in. Jacksonville. He had a couple of decent years and, mm-hmm. you know, seemed to be a touchdown guy. And I'd like to see that come back, but the injuries lately have just been killer for him. Yeah. Um, I like Gallup. I think Gallup takes a huge step forward this year. Um, I, I definitely in year two, I think we're going to see him really step up to the plate. Like I said, it's always nice to see rookies step up in the playoff Yeah, in the playoffs. You know, when, when they start stepping up in the playoffs, it's almost always a good indicator. Yeah. For the it gives after. them Tremendous confidence, too, because it's the playoffs. So when you're doing good in the playoffs, it's like double effect. Um, but I, I tend to agree. I think Gallup is the guy I'd be most on in fantasy circles uh, when it comes to these late-round type guys that you're taking a flyer on. Uh, Gallup, I think, you know, obviously he's young, and there's a lot more of a ceiling for him heading into 2019. So, George, yeah, team defense, let us – I mean, you know, this defense has Robert Quinn, who replaces uh, Gregory, and you got – the linebacking, the linebackers are great, I think. Uh, and the corners are pretty good. Byron Jones, you know, uh, the safeties aren't great, but you have Xavier Woods and George Ioki, who's going to, you know, basically rotate in with Jeff Heath at strong safety most of the time. So it's improved. Uh, and then let's get your predictions on what you think with, in this division, the NFC East, which has the Giants, the Redskins, and, uh, I'm sorry, the Eagles, if they will win it again. Will they win this division again, George? As for defense, you're looking at it. As far as a fantasy defense, they'll get you sacks. You know, Demarcus Lawrence, Robert Quinn, they should have good sack totals this year, both of them. And Dallas, really, under Lawrence, hasn't had a another end to really get there with them. Uh, really, under, since Lawrence has played for the Cowboys. They will miss David Irving, and they might miss Randy Gregory. Uh, Randy Gregory is petitioning the NFL to get back as we speak. I can't see how he doesn't get suspended for at least half the season, if not the entire season. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. With, with Roger Goodell, you never know. So, uh, but once again, he is petitioning as we speak now to try and get back in the NFL. David Irving's a loss because he was good. Defensive tackle, pressure off the middle, but he wanted to leave to go smoke pot. <laughs> Luck to you there. The, uh, the linebacking core is probably the best the Cowboys have ever had. It's certainly on the mile watch here, uh, seeing them. The weakness is this, uh, is definitely the secondary. The problem is this is not a takeaway defense. It never has been. Under, under Garrett, for whatever reason, they don't they don't cause fumbles. They don't really cause deceptions. So you're not going to get those return those six points for a return, which I I know it's it's luck and fantasy wise. I think they'll be a top five, top eight NFL defense. Right. As as far as a fantasy defense, 
listen, we never really know. But I, I probably there are others I'd rather have than the Cowboys. But if you want to go take once it's the last round, take a shot at them. Who cares? You know, there are yeah. definitely defenses I would prefer over them. They'll be there, but I don't see them being one of the top ones. Not unless they, not unless one of the once again they're one of the lucky teams that returns those interceptions. Maybe Tavon Austin stays healthy all year and he has to return touchdowns. Right, but that's something. I can't tell you the last time the Cowboys had a kick return or a punt return for a touchdown. I agree. They, listen, they, good good real life defense. Not the greatest fantasy defense. Hundred percent agree, George. Good point. They don't get a ton wait, of takeaways. Wait, I, I do want to bring up wait, something here, though. Well, we we're coming. Yep. We're coming to the end of the end of the program here. I want to. I want to say, uh, you know, tomorrow we're going to discuss Philadelphia Eagles, the second place team. It would be interesting to see those two possibly fighting for the division. We'll get into that. Uh, we're running late. Running at the end here, but Fantasy Football Frenzy, Episode 1, we're back, 2019, gym day for George Kurtz, for your boy Chris Ventra. We are back, ready to give you all the fantasy information you need heading into the 2019 season. See you next time. Be sure to follow all our social media at FNTSY Sportsnet and at FNTSY Radio. And now I'm tweeting about you, bruh. Is um, Randall Cobb an upgrade over Cole Beasley for how the Cowboys run their system. Well, for how they run their system, we'll see how fast Cobb can catch on. We've heard nothing but good reports out of the, the mini camps that Cobb has looked great, played great, has chemistry with Dak Prescott. But what are they going to say? Yeah, that's all coach <laughs> speaking. Oh, he's terribly sucks. What do we do here? They're never going to say that. So you never really know until the uh, you see some live game action here. That being said, Beasley was nothing special. He seems to think he is. <laughs> but there's nothing special. He was a nice, fast guy who really did not much after the catch, so not much rack there. Maybe you want to argue the Cowboys didn't use him properly? Hey, I'm not gonna not gonna argue with you there. The Cowboys don't use anybody properly. But other than that, he was as a Cowboy fan and observer, he was not someone we were dying to get in fantasy leagues. He was not someone I cared about if he was playing on Sundays as a fan. He, like I said, he was a nice guy, first down guy every now and then. But Cobb, I have to think, is an upgrade. The question is, at this point in his career, how big of an upgrade? They do have some depth at wide receiver. I mean, you know, they got Alan Hearns, they got Michael Gallup. They have a lot of guys. So I don't think it's going to be a big issue if he does go down to injury. Jim, heading into the season... The Cowboys didn't really do much in terms of coaching changes and stuff besides the offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore, uh, who is making his debut as a coach for the Dallas Cowboys offense. He was a career backup. What do you think uh, this is going to do for their offense heading into 2019? Well, he, he was actually only a three-year backup. Let, let's face facts. The guy is only 17. <laughs> Um, you know, so he's a very young coach, Yeah. but the one thing that we're hearing is, you know, first of all, that the man is very intelligent, knows football in and out, has a very good offensive mind. And the one thing that he wants to do is make this offense versatile. He wants to, you know, give it a little bit of that, uh, Los Angeles Rams look where he's moving guys around. He's getting the wide receivers involved in the running game, the running backs involved in the passing game. You know, he basically wants to put guys on the field that are going to create mismatches. And Cobb, you know, if he can stay healthy, still has that ability. So does Tavon Austin. Um, you know, these are not guys that I'm going to covet in fantasy drafts, mm-hmm. but they could have, you know, a nice upward effect on this offense if they can stay healthy and play their parts. He caught six, 65 passes, mm-hmm. you know, six, 672 yards, not bad, but, you know, he doesn't change the game in any way, shape, or form. So I, I don't 
I don't mind that he left. I don't think he's going to do anything in Buffalo because Josh Allen, he's not the greatest throw on the planet, but he can throw good deep. It's the short passes he can't seem to do. So I think Cole Beasley's in for a very long season in Buffalo. But I do want to see what Kellen Moore can bring to this table. I'm, I'm kind of excited that if he does bring the versatility to this offense with the weapons they have there, uh, it, it'll be interesting to see how this offense operates. 